guys! Welcome to another exciting episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and on this show, we sit down and we share some of our late, great, uh, scary stories. Some of them, you know, good. Some of them terrifying. Some of them are scandalous. Uh, we have variety on here. No story goes unturned. And today I have with me someone I've worked at many conventions with um, and have known for many, many years now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Joe to the show. Hi, Joe. Hello. Hello, Space Team. Space Team. I almost <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, I would never forget about Space Team. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Yeah? This is a real thrill. Yeah, you excited? I'm excited. I'm really excited. I want to relive some of these things. <laughs> Right, it's like therapeutic almost. Yeah, it's just stories that I don't get to tell often enough, or that I go back into my memories and like <laughs> I remember when that happened. That was really cool. Right, and sometimes, sometimes it's good, and sometimes the Kill Bill sirens start, and you're like, <laughs> sometimes it's I don't want to remember that, but I'm going to do it anyway because now it's funny. See, this is what I love is I have people on here sometimes. It's like some people tell me ahead of time what they're going to talk about, and then some people come on. It's just like I'm going to tell you a story. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> So please, by all means, what would you like to share with the crowd today? Well, I mean, a lot of the things that I recall and remember about my con-going experience are all more like feel-good shenanigans and stuff. Right. So I, I hope that this brings a little bit of levity to your podcast and stuff. I love it. I love every minute of it. <laughs> so I have a couple that I've told. You remember I had a pretty well uh, well-known cosplay that fell, sort of fell into my lap where I went around dressed up as a sorcerer Mickey from Fantasia. Yep, I love it. I had, so cute. I had the, the, the blue wizard hat with little Mickey ears that I got from Disney and I got a nice, it, uh, it was really ratty, but it was a nice uh, red robe mm -hmm. with gold stuff on that. And the first convention that I wore that to was I think the first or second year of New York Anime Festival. Before, okay. before it got merged into their incarnation of Comic-Con or whatever else was happening there. Mm -hmm. um, I got more photo requests than, than I have gotten for any other costume before or since. But the most memorable one was this tiny little, like, seven-year-old girl in a green princess outfit <laughs> who came up to me and tugged on the back of my robe. And, you know, me, you know what I look like. I'm a six foot tall bearded man. Yes. And I turn to see this little girl. And my first thought is, oh, my God, where's your parents? Because <laughs> she asked for a photo and I couldn't see any adults with her. Right, right. Um, so I nervously looked around and then I saw another a older man making eye contact with me and he smiled and nodded at me. And she looked up at me and said, can I take a picture? And I knelt down and she sat on my knee and her dad took a picture and it was freaking adorable. That is adorable. <laughs> and that panic when like a small child walks up to you and you're like, I'm not a pedophile. I don't know where this kid belongs to. I'm not. <laughs> Who does this child belong to? <laughs> where is your keeper? And please don't say it's me. Right, right. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Mean, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the same thing kind of happened to me at Kineticon. Um Several years ago, obviously, because we have been we haven't been to Connecticut in God knows how long. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I think it was the last year we were there. I think it was 2014, and I was down in the dealer's room, and I was dressed as Tony Stark, shocking mm. no one. Mm. <laughs> and I turned around, and there was a kid there, a little Captain America, and he did not have a parent nearby. Like there was no parent, <laughs> and I was just like, "Who shrunk you?" 
he's just like Tony Stark and we stood there and we talked for a little bit and of course the whole time I'm in like panic mode going please let there be a parent running over here soon please let there be an adult oh god I'm the adult oh god I don't want to be your adult (laughs) I don't want to be your adult and finally like a a father showed up he's like oh you can't just run off like oh hey it's Tony Stark I'm like like, yeah I want your fucking kid (laughs) (laughs) So at least at least the parent for your child was close by. Mine took like five minutes to find their child. I was like, oh god, oh god. Yeah, no, he was right there. That's good. Uh, I think the following year I had some more shenanigans with that same costume because that was the either the year or close to the year that Kingdom Hearts two came out, mm-hmm. which meant that everybody and their sister was dressing up in the new Organization thirteen robes with whatever wig they could get. Right. <laughs> um, so I went to Otakon and Otakon has that really nice main lobby with the fountain in it. And, you know, lots of room there. The fountain is really wide. It's a great place for photo shoots. And they managed to get one of every member of the organization 13 with, you know, most of them had their weapons and stuff. They were all lined up in, uh, in front of this fountain. And I thought, I'm in my Sorcerer Mickey costume, and every single one of these characters wants my character dead. How funny would it be if I just did the skipping, like, jaunt right through the entire photo shoot and photobombed everybody? <laughs> oh, boy. And I'm pretty sure three of them chased me after, <laughs> I, met, after I made it all the way through. It just, the crowd was laughing. It was so hilarious. <laughs> You're just like, tra-la-la, right through. <laughs> boom, boom. And we need to do some uh, some dancing brooms to follow you. Oh my god! I thought about trying to like find a puppet or something like that. I couldn't make one. I'm not that talented. <laughs> you just drag a broom behind you too on a fishing trip. Yeah. <laughs> Have somebody hold it while I menace, like spell cast menacingly at it. Yeah, somebody in like a black morph suit and just holds mm-hmm. it. Or not even that. Just grab a random bystander and have him do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or or you green screen it and then it looks even better later on in post. Man, you are getting so technical with this stupid photo shoot idea. I really just want to have a dancing broom, Joe. I'm trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> I love your sorcerer Mickey costume. I love all your costumes. You always do so good. I remember when we worked together at uh, Kineticon with your Crowley. Yeah, and that was a one-off too. I had so much fun in that costume. Oh my gosh, Crowley was so much fun. I love that trailer. I watch it every I- once in a while. Yeah, I do. Jeez. And the only thing the only thing that I really remember about that trailer is Ryan and his freaking hair. Oh my god. Yes! Ryan, stop moving your hair out of your eyes. Because he was dressed as Sam Winchester and he had a wig of shoulder length hair, and Ryan does not have shoulder length hair. He just kept parting his hair and trying to keep it out of his face while he's investigating and you know, it was kicking probably a good thing. It was probably a good thing that we didn't have the sound for that video. We had to re-record it because I think every five seconds in the video, all I said was, Ryan, stop touching your hair. <laughs> Ryan, stop touching your hair. Like, oh no, God. Definitely, definitely my favorite part of wearing that costume was doing the dating game mm-hmm. and being one of the, uh, you know, the bachelors up for selection with sitting next to me was Lucifer that Halden was playing that he was he was playing it like the very flamboyantly gay version of Lucifer <laughs> such a good round that was it such was, a good dating game that was a very good dating game oh my god yeah you guys definitely made it you and then Lindsay was um Kaz uh-huh. like the worst bachelor trying to ever. play her 
trying to play the straight man to our stupidity. And I'm just sitting on the other side going, what the hell am I supposed to ask them? <laughs> Dean, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. That suit was that was it was from another cosplay. It's amazing how many cosplays you can get when you're just a dude in a suit. It's true. Um, but that suit belonged to one of my other favorite costumes uh, when I started dressing up as the Master from Doctor Who. I think we have pictures together of you in that costume too. Well, I mean, we hosted AAC together at some we point. Sure did. That was another. That's another one of my stories. Was taking over, uh, or basically taking over. Uh, hosting duties from you or at least getting the audience at my side you're, you're out there i think you're dressed as david Tennant's doctor i was i was number 10 and you're out there trying to do your announcements and uh you know fill in the gaps between skits and i just appear behind on stage behind you and you don't know what's going on and suddenly suddenly the audience just starts going they just all start applauding the the master's rhythm and you're like what 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 <laughs> i don't like it i'm uncomfortable i don't like it where is he? <laughs> oh my gosh. But that was an officially sanctioned shenanigan. I did get up to some other shenanigans in that costume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you were talking uh, in one of your older episodes about uh, interacting with normal people while in costume. Yes. Yep. Um, I was walking out of Anime Boston one year. I was in the the that common area where like the Dunkin' Donuts and the entrance to the Heinz is, and I was cosplaying as the master but i had hid my uh, vote saxon sign so it just looked like i was a guy in a suit sure and this old couple came up to me as i was they saw me walk out mm. and they asked me what is all this is there some kind of festival here and i said oh this is mine this i i am th- this is my event i own this convention and they believed me because I looked official enough that it could be true. I own all this. And I spent the next fifteen or so minutes explaining to them what Anime Boston was. It's a multicultural, or it's a it's a celebration of Japanese culture, uh, you know, Japanese, um, you know, media and fiction and all of this stuff. And these kids get dressed up in costumes as characters. Like, oh, very fascinating! Wow, we should get our grandchild to think about this. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> I own this. If if Victor ever listens to this, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you were chairman while I did this. (laughs) Hear that, Victor? Hear that? You're just like a a stand-in double when Victor doesn't want to talk to people. It's like, hi. (laughs) He owns it. This this suit honestly gives you like superpowers. It's it like does. walking somewhere when you're if you walk somewhere with purpose while you're holding a clipboard, you can get wherever you need to go. No, I, I feel that. Like whenever I do Tony in a suit, it's very powerful. Like, you know, like people don't know if you're just like, you know, you're just a guy with a beard like standing waiting for like an elevator or if you're dressed up as, you know, Iron Man. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Oh my gosh. Let's see. Oh yeah, well speaking of AAC, I recall uh we did Loop in the Third together as well, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That is one of one of my other favorite costumes that I've put on is the Inspector Zenigata. That was uh, that was like a whole weekend of Lupin, though. Like it, it ended up being like oh, not if not a whole weekend, a whole Saturday. We did, yep, because it was Yumi and Ken, and we just did so many events together as Lupin that day. Yep, Ken came out as uh, it was Jigen. Yep, Jigen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a couple of different uh, groups that like I convinced to or were convinced, not necessarily by me to put together some Lupin groups. Um, but yeah, that was ho- tr- hosting the AAC masquerade as the Lupin the third crew 
was definitely some of the most fun I've had at a convention. <laughs> the lampshade. The friggin' lampshade gag with you <laughs> hiding under the lampshade, me pulling on your tie to turn the light on, and you quick, with quick. your microphone under the lampshade, just quick, 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 quick. <laughs> and then I did. It's like it's a such a Scooby Doo gag. I pull off the the lampshade, and there's your face. <laughs> I put it back on, and I think, ah, Lupin stole the bulb. <laughs> and off he goes. I was just like, what a moron. <laughs> and everybody loved it. But, like, but we stole that lampshade out of the hotel room. Like, it was like a last-minute no, really? thing. Oh, yeah, we totally did. It was like a last-minute thing. We were walking out, and I'm like, do we need anything else? Take that lampshade! And we unscrewed it from the top and yanked it off. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I wanted to use it for a bit like that, and I didn't know if it was going to be able to work or not. We ended up making it work. But I was just like, oh, what do I need? What do I need? I'm like, grab the lampshade. And I forget I forget who was in the room that came down with it. It might have been Brie. And she unscrewed the lampshade. You really are a freaking thief, you know that? <laughs> I'm very resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> what is it attached to a wall that I can bring with me? Oh, oh my man. Goodness. Well, what else? What else? You said you had stories, sir. Let's hear them. I've got a couple of more awkward ones. I love it. Uh, I rem- this wasn't one that I was, uh, you know, I didn't see any incidents out of this. It was just kind of a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. There was a year, I think it was at Anime USA. Uh, it was a year, the either the year or the year after Hetalia had came out, had okay. come out. Um, so, you know, everybody is out there dressed up in Hetalia regalia. Yep. And I think like the Saturday evening of Anime USA, there was a World War II Veterans Memorial Dinner oh, no. in the hotel. Oh, God. And just thinking about what could happen if you have, you know, Germany walking by in an SS uniform holding a flag, and he walks by a bunch of old veterans who fought Nazis in World War II. Just the recipe for disaster that oh, that could have oh caused. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, that's so bad. Oh no, <laughs> like were there any incidents that you know, like heard about or anything, or was it just people like? I mean, I'm pretty sure all that some of the cosplayers might have gotten dirty looks or something like that, but there was no confrontation or anything like that. Like nobody in the Hitalia costumes were dumb enough to go over and talk to any of the veterans in character. Good, good. Like, Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, really. The one-time common sure. sense wins. Like, thank you. Pretty sure we would have heard about that on the news or something like oh that. Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> In local news, 90-year-old war veteran beats up child and... Beats up child with own flag. German costume. <laughs> <laughs> the child says that there wasn't any ill will mean... Uh, they were at the convention next door and just happened to be passing by. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. Those are the events that, like, give us, like, a bad name. It's like, we really don't mean any harm, and then shit like that happens. It's like, okay, well, you know. This is why we can't have nice things. We're trying to herd cats over here, okay? (laughs) Give us a break. (laughs) I'm trying to herd 14-year-old girls who think they know what World War II was like. Yeah, seriously. You don't know. You don't know. Because they watched the cartoon. Yeah, clearly the anime taught me everything I needed to know about history. Not to, you know, not to discount Hitalia. It does present things, you know, if you read between the lines, things are pretty accurate. I don't but. know, it does, it does, but I just, you know, 
I wouldn't expect to watch that show and then get like an A in my honors history class. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh God. You show up in your AP history class, dress up like a Italian person, give your presentation at the end of the year. <laughs> I could see somebody walking in as like America in his revolutionary war outfit where it is literally all red, white, and blue. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, man. It's terrible. Yikes. <laughs> All right. Hmm. So, I, so another story that I got. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a little bit more cringeworthy, but I don't know anybody who was involved, so I can, I can tell it without feeling bad. Yay! Uh, so, another flavor of convention I like to go to is the tabletop gaming conventions. Yep. And one of the things that they have at these conventions that I really like is they can let... Um, designers who have a mostly designed game or an almost finished game uh you know set up a a table and people can sign up to play a half finished game and give feedback on the design okay yeah. Um, you get a lot of really cool things in there but i you also get some not so cool things in there um i signed up to play a game called dad jokes oh no uh which you know i have a very deep appreciation for dad jokes you know you know, you know, um, but this game, Katie, this game, uh, it plays like uh, it's a cards are game, kind of like Cards Against Humanity. Oh, no. Um, you know, rules are very loose. It's all, you know, people pitch their best ideas and the judge picks whichever one they like best. Right. Uh, but this guy who made it, he took like 140 some odd dad jokes. He cut them all in half, like right down the middle in the middle of the sentence or in the middle of the joke and he took the first half and made it into all of the white cards all the prompt cards sure he took the second half of each dad joke and chopped it up by word and he made each word into individual black cards the cards that you play that get judged so you had to like put a sentence together with your black cards with your randomly assorted black cards <laughs> cards so we wound up with jokes like the other night i was walking into a bar and i found a camel monkey playground basketball wow yeah no (laughs) that didn't work at the it took like i was playing it with two other poor souls and it took us until like the fifth round we stuck through it until the end of our allotted time but in, until maybe the fifth or sixth round before we started having fun. And by then we were just laughing at the ridiculousness of it. Not a single one of us could make a joke that made any sense. Even punny sense. Right. Uh, that's, uh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, when, when it was over, the other two players left almost immediately. And the guy who designed it looked at me and said, so what'd you think? <laughs> and I was like, do you want my honest feedback? Your design does not work at all. <laughs> oh. He, he, he was, it was pretty bad. Right. It's like, it's like I, you get the idea and the concept, definitely, but it's just like, you need like a full sentence to work with there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you can't do things with just random words. If I have an entire hand full of jungle animals, I'm not going to make anything funny out of that. <laughs> I mean, Sammy would appreciate it. Yes, but he would just point and, you know name the animals once i mean if there were pictures on them right like oh giraffe it's like yep Mm -hmm. (coughs) he gets it see he gets it yeah oh boy yeah 
Wait, you've been to a Gen Con, right? Was that a Gen Con? That one was at Gen Con, yes. Nice. That was, that Gen Con was an experience. I live on the East Coast and we drove to Indianapolis overnight to go to Gen Con. That's crazy. But, oh my God, it was so worth it. I had so many fun experiences there. Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, So there's a, there's a concept, a, a sort of a combination escape room, LARP session, and uh, like D&D campaign, I guess. They call it True Dungeon. Okay. Is the, is the name of the company. And you sign up, you go in, and each section, each experience is divided into like five or six rooms. Okay. And they alternate between puzzle room and encounter room. Uh, so the one that I signed up for was like, uh, it was called Odin's Corruption or something like that. It was all Norse-themed. Oh, neat. And stuff. So we get in, and the first thing we have to do is build our characters. So they give us a random assortment of equipment tokens that we have to put into character slots on our character. And our dungeon master will compile all of the, you know, all the character stats so that we don't have to remember everything. Um, I had to remember something because I picked wizard and a wizard gets bonuses if he memorizes like a diagram of the planes of existence. Okay. I, I knocked it out of the park with that. I had a quick mnemonic, and every time I cast Fireball, I get a bonus, because he was like, uh, show me Asgard, and I pointed at a shape on the blank diagram, and he's like, yep, you get a plus two to your Fireball attack bonus. Woohoo! Um, but I don't remember exactly what the first room was. The second room was a big octagonal table with models of a ship and islands on it, and each side of the table had a pair of ropes, that people would go to and pulling the ropes moved a magnet under the table that moved our ship around the table. And we had to dock the ship by working together at an Island in the middle of the table. At some point we got hit with this magnetic glowing cannonball and the person running the room says, all right, you have been hit with the curse of Babel. None of you can speak English for the next 10 minutes. (laughs) And my whole group immediately jumped on it with like, (laughs) what he said. (laughs) Yeah. So we successfully docked in the second room. The third room was our first encounter room. And there was this woman in full Valkyrie costume and the floor was all lit up like a rainbow bridge. And now we fight this Valkyrie. So they we go through combat, which involves an interesting take on shuffleboard, but it, it got the job done as far as being a little bit of skill and a little bit of randomness. That's Um, that's cool though. That sounds wicked fun. Yeah. The last room, we went through a handful more, you know, puzzle and encounter rooms. The last room that we went into had, uh, it was like a Demi Lich. It was a skeletal creature that had taken over Asgard and thrown Odin in prison and corrupted the whole thing. And when we defeated the mini-boss, which was his little henchman, the dungeon master said, and you look over, you know, yonder wall, and the lich, an animatronic, like, 12-foot-tall lich puppet comes crawling over the wall and leering down at us. <laughs> and we were like, whoa, this, the budget spent on this just got a whole lot higher. <laughs> right? Uh, I know, they feel an attack on Titan. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, but that was such a blast. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. What else did I do while I was... I mean, that was where I did the dad jokes. Sure, um, sure. That was where... 
Let's see, what else did we do? I got to playtest a couple of other things. I playtested something that I recently backed, actually. There's a a tabletop RPG-like system called Parslings. This could be segueing into my promotional section. Uh, the way that it works is that each character picks individual words that they feel define them as a character, and then in battles, they can use those words to kind of affect the environment. Oh, neat. Like expressing a concept and having it shape reality differently. It's very loose, very narrative-based, and very, like, open to interpretation. Uh, Freaking crazy. That's awesome. I love board games. I don't get to play board games enough because now we're in a panoramic and we don't see people, so it's harder (laughs) to play board games. I have actually gotten a ton of use out of Tabletop Simulator lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that is... There, there are a lot of games that people have imported into the Steam Workshop for tabletop simulators, so you don't have to, you know, sur- uh, go through the limited premium uh, board game set. I mean, the thing comes with chess and Othello and stuff, but you can, you know, get all sorts of games out of the Steam Workshop, and it's been a decent substitute. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's doing, you know, what they can to fill the gap for now. That's what yeah. I do miss about conventions, too, is, like, a lot of, like, the game rooms and stuff at all the different conventions and trying out games or playing a game you've never, like, played before or you want to try to get into something. Like, it's cool. It's, like, another, it's like another like little kind of world that people hear about, like, the video game room and stuff, but I don't think people, like, know half the time that the game room's happening. Yeah. you got, like, masquerades and you've got video things and, like, all these different costume contests and, like, different panels and things. And then tucked away in this little quiet corner is, like, this awesome room of, like, tabletop. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's, it's doubly, you know, better when you're there in person because, you know, somebody else's enthusiasm is infectious. Yep. You know, maybe there is a game that you would never have considered picking up if you were by yourself, but you meet somebody who is super passionate about it and really wants to bring new players in and you say, oh, why not? I don't have anything else to do for the next hour or two. I'll fill in your blank spot and they hook you. It's like and Cones of Dunshire. <laughs> I wish that was a game. I'd play the shit out of that game. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, Joe, this was so much fun. I had so much fun talking to you. I hope you had fun. I did. I like this. I know, right? Isn't this fun? I feel like this is a nice thing. Like, everybody gets to talk about, like, their past stories, and hopefully people appreciate them that aren't in our, like, immediate clique of friends, and it's good. Yeah, it's- and this is a nice way of giving kind of a guided life dump, which is- <laughs> What people do now that we're all shut in. Back in my day when the convention thing was a thing. Yeah. Well, but it's like you see somebody nowadays and you're like, let me tell you everything that's happened to me in the past year. <laughs> you show up like like Robin Williams and Jumanji. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Is there anything you would like to promote? It's time to promote something, Joe. Every week I ask my guests to come on and promote something that's near and dear to their heart and it could literally be anything you want please now is the time well i already plugged parslings it's currently i mean i think it's off of kickstarter so they're in the middle of publishing it but i guess the thing i guess the thing that i'll promote is something that i have been has been eating away at my time a lot uh and that's uh sea of thieves uh it's a sandbox online multiplayer 
pirating game. Ooh. Uh, which has, like I said, has been consuming my life. It is just so much freaking fun. Uh, you know, I play it to relax, to just sail the waves and relax, but I always wind up finding there's a bit of buried treasure, and now I have to sell it before one of the other players on this server sinks my ship and steals it from me. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's funny to say this since it's a game on the ocean, but the excitement really does come in waves. Oh my god, a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Well, thanks, Joe. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we're canceled. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for coming on. I appreciate it. I definitely want to have you back soon. I mean, I'm sure we've got more and more to tell. I'm hoping at some point to get the Kineticon gang together and uh, oh, possibly geez. do a whole episode on one of the shows we've done together. So stay tuned for that. All those fiascos. Yeah, like all 17 of us are in there like, now you were supposed to be on stage. Like, oh. You don't have your lines memorized yet? <laughs> what do you mean? What was my cue again? <laughs> Throw me the sword! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neville Longbottom. Neville Longbottom. <laughs> Alright, well thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we will see you next time. Have a good night everybody. Bye! Bye!